right, ladies and gentlemen, the Eagles are coming off of another disappointing, flat-out embarrassing loss in primetime in front of the Manning brothers, but at least Eli was flipping the double bird on national TV. Uh, it's Eagles enemies presented by Underground Sports Philadelphia, and I don't know what the case was this week. I don't know if it's because Chiefs media is all high and mighty since they won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. They don't want to take a little time out of their busy schedules to hop on a, a little podcast to talk shop about a, a matchup that has a ton of storylines that they could add into their content. So I, I, I sent out the bad signal. I had to get the number one Chiefs super fan I know. My man, the man, the myth, the legend, T-Pain's favorite new artist, Trek Manifest. <laughs> uh, hello, hello. Okay, so make sure everything was looking good for you over there. My here. man, uh, <laughs> Trek and I have been very good friends probably since the late 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 2008, 2009, we've known each other from a little program called Youth to Youth. Shout out to all the people that listen to this yeah. show that know about Youth to Youth. Um, and he's the, the number one and only true Chiefs fan I know. He's not a bandwagon guy. He's been on boards for as long as I can remember. And he also endures he also endures the pain of being a Michigan Wolverines fan in the state of Ohio. Yes, yes. I bring the knife to the gunfight every week. <laughs> and uh, your Chiefs are coming into Lincoln Financial Field on a two-game losing streak, which one is not the status quo for the Patrick Mahomes led chiefs. I uh, I read a stat. If I'm not correct me, if I'm wrong, he had never lost a game in September in his career, which is insane. And chiefs are one and two coming in to take on a one and two Eagles team. Uh, What are, what are the vibes with, with chiefs fans with chiefs kingdom, if you will. So I personally think it, it's it's weird because on one end you're kind of like, all right, what's going on here? But then on the other end, it's like you're still kind of optimistic. You know, you, you look at it from the aspect of besides the Super Bowl, every game we've lost has been by like a touchdown or less. So you're kind of used to those close games, and usually your number one savior, Patrick Mahomes, brings it out on top, but. You know, it, there, there's a little bit of, of trouble, but I, I think for me what, what what made me kind of feel fine was his comment talking about, you know, little, little adversity never hurts. You know, a little, little, little bit of that, you know, little chink in armor, you know, should be all right. And we, and, and, and to give credit to, to um, the Chargers, we've always had fits with them. They always play Patrick Mahomes so well, and I was curious to see how that game was going to play out since it's a new coaching staff. I was like, all right, is this Anthony Lynn's doing, or or what's the deal here? Man. For whatever reason, the Chargers know how to play the Chiefs. They do. And, you know, to their credit as usual, they almost wet the bed again. Um, <laughs> well, it was like, like I had, it was funny. I was watching the first half. And then uh, my sons, they played flag football, so I did, like, on my phone and everything. And I was just like, oh, tap time. All right. We'll be fine. And then, of course, I look at my phone, and we're, like, from 14 to 3 to, like, 17 to 14. I was like, there it is. All right. And then, of course, the defense, which that's that's really my only concern, to be honest with you. Um, that – and then everybody's kind of talking as far as, like, you know, we need a second receiver. Uh, we need that solid number two. It, 
<clears throat> you and while I, you know, while I'm like, yeah, you know, we need to get on that quickly. I'm also of the, you know, belief of development. You have to develop your players. You know, Nico Hardman, last time I checked, was like our second round, like our first pick in the second round. He was supposed, it, it, that was like an insurance policy for if Hill was out when he had his legal troubles. So what, now he's, you know, legal free and we are not developing him? Like, we need Hardman to, you know, do that. So, you know, everybody was kind of, you know, on that. But I'm more concerned about the defense. Healthy bodies on defense. Yeah, healthy bodies on defense all as well. Our DBs are kind of acting like, um, I don't know if they like PTSD from Tom Brady. <laughs> because <laughs> you just said forget man to man, you know. Like, those flags are just posting in their, like, peripheral, like, just in the back of their mind, like, just traumatizing them. Like, <gasps> Oh no, man to man, man to man. Oh no, no, no. We're on the island. Oh no, oh no. Like, we still play physical. Like, you know, that's that's the winning formula for Spags, you know, for his teams. Uh so yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm just really more concerned. Just stay healthy on, on getting healthy bodies on defense. And you know, once once that gets going. We'll be back, but we're definitely facing while you know the Eagles are in their slump. We're still facing a mobile quarterback who can at any point in time shoot. And our biggest thing as of late has been our run defense. So you guys have some running backs that can do some work. You have a quarterback that can mobile do some work. So yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not chalking this as a W. Like it's gonna be earned. <laughs> and we will definitely talk about that defense but you brought up the wide receivers don't think he's gonna play this week but josh gordon is a kansas city chief he is he how is. do you feel about the josh gordon experiment coming to your squad um i'm not one i'm not surprised um because you know you being a former andy Reid guy he's always you know been a second chance type of person yes. like, that's that's his thing like it so when it was like oh josh gordon's coming now I didn't like it. Like, oh, Super Bowl done. But obviously, the the potential that he has, like, we know what he can do. Like the work he can do on the field, and I, I think he's gonna be a great asset to us. And hopefully, it puts a fire under Hardman because, like I said, I think he's he has like so much untapped potential that we haven't used with him. I don't know. There's only so many jet sweeps we can do at this point, to where it's just like, all right, Hardman. I don't even care if you just go route it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you are the fastest man on the field. Like, so, but I, I'm 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 pretty geeked uh that you know we got Josh Gordon. And again, you know, they didn't break our bank or anything like that. So yeah, it's it's cool. It it's a nice uh distraction to the <laughs> other things that you know we need to fix, but and I think it helps Miko Hardman too because it puts him in a more natural position in the slot where he can go and just burn whatever slot corner is there. And it puts Josh Gordon in that what everyone's calling the Sammy Watkins role. Oh, even yeah. though if Josh Gordon's at his best, he's far and away better than Sammy Watkins. Way, way better. <laughs> <laughs> and more healthier. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. He's. Gordon has like abilities that most receivers just don't have, man. So just very stocky up top and able to just hit, you know, right at the line. Yeah. So he's 
it's a good pickup. It's a good pickup for us, you know. Just just more weapons for Andy and and uh, Eric B to um, you know, play with, you know, and toy around with and you know, do some good get get some gadgets and yeah. all that little stuff they do best. So. I think there's so many storylines in this game that it's overshadowing the fact that we get a brother future Hall of Fame matchup in this one too, although they play on the same side of the ball. Yeah. You get Travis, we have Jason. I mean, it's very rare that one member of a family has a potential for a Hall of Fame career, let alone two, let alone them being brothers. Mm-hmm. These Kelsey boys are just... I don't know about you because I mean Travis obviously gets all the accolades for being an offensive weapon, but like, right? I just love the Kelsey brothers. Oh man, they're great. They're funny too. Like hilarious. <laughs> uh, like they're like real funny. Um, as far as how they, like, I've seen them like do stuff like on Instagram and stuff and kind of clown and act funny or whatnot. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. It's going to be fun, man, like, just really to see, like, the reaction before the game and then after the game. And, you know, like, some people might think, you know, com- like it's a competition. And I don't think that is the case with the two of them. They're just happy to be playing and, <laughs> and be brothers and all that. Like, oh, man, we're actually in the league together. Right. We get to have fun and all this stuff. And so they'll probably be talking more about, like, little inside jokes and stuff so but you're right there's so many storylines between that between obviously andy's return to philly with um, a chance at his hundredth win as chief's head coach which dude. is why i'm going into this game like there's no way we're winning Andy's coming back to his old off. He's going to walk into the home team locker room <laughs> and like open up his old locker and be like oh Here's the bag of beef jerky I left here, you know, oh, 10 years ago. And it take a bite. Oh, it aged like fine wine. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week. And it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. There's no way, you know, that like it couldn't have set up more perfect. Like you guys are going in a back and forth battle against the Chargers last week and it comes down to the wire, end up losing. And it's like, oh, let's just set up Andy Reid to get his hundredth career win with his second team against his former team at his old stomping grounds. Couldn't been written any better. Like, and of course, that whole that just within itself is being overshadowed by like the obvious like main game this weekend, you know, with Tom and returning. But yeah, it, it's why it, it's just crazy for me to know like one the amount of years that Andy Reid was in Philadelphia for one to even have that many wins, and then it's like you <laughs> know, a whole another team and you do the same thing, the same formula. That's why I've always wondered like with Eagles fans like when they see like Andy's success. 
Like, are they like surprised? Like, because I'm just like, dude, like he's doing the same stuff. Like, like I, I'll give you the perfect example. Like our running game right now, it's kind of like a little weird. But then I'm like, it's kind of the same thing. But out in Philly, I mean, they had the running backs to do it. But I was like, it's a lot of screenplays. A lot. It's of very Brian Westbrook, Carell Buckhalter. Yeah. Like you, you had those, so it's like I, I, I don't know. It, it's just, it's just insane to me, though. Like, and I think, I think Andy Reid gets overshadowed because he's coaching during the same era as Bill Belichick. But like, Bill Belichick wasn't successful when he was with the Browns. He, he did all this stuff with the Patriots and everything, and of course, he's got the rings, so he gets you know dubbed the best coach of all time. This, this, that, and the third. But like, Andy Reid is like one of the best coaches of all time. To be on the precipice of 100 wins with two franchises, having won another Super Bowl when he was in Green Bay, like, mm-hmm. the dude is a legend. He is, man. Even, even I, I think people say he's like a player's coach and stuff like that. So it's he's universally loved. Like, so it's kind of hard to not like Andy Reid. <laughs> and his ability to adapt to any situation, like going from – you know, Donovan McNabb to Michael Vick to Nick Foles, you know, drafting him and then getting fired and then going to Kansas City and then having to deal with the the Alex Smith trade and then Patrick Mahomes now, like Man. his ability to just work with what is given to him rather than sticking to scheme, which I think so many coaches fail because oh. they they live and die by their scheme. Look at who replaced Andy Reid in Philadelphia, Chip Kelly. Lived and died by the scheme. It was his. It was his downfall. Andy Reid's ability to adapt to the players that are around him that come into the situation that are with him is second to none. Oh, yeah, man, it's it's top notch. And and I think what's what makes it even more like you you kind of hit it on the head as far as like the schemes. Um, I look at it as like <laughs> an artist, you know, in twenty twenty one trying to sell me a disc, man, like. right here like the nfl was a copycat league like i don't understand why people like like you can have your as far as your environment for how your culture of your team is going to be as far as you know we're going to be hard-nosed we're going to be this that third doesn't necessarily mean you you have to you know stick to the same schemes all the time you know because football is changing all the time like it was a time where you know quarterback running the ball 10 20 times was like asinine like what like how, how dare you like but it's 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 almost like they're taking a lot of what happened in college and adapting it with their quarterbacks to even make it a lot more easier for them to adjust and i mean we've seen that with with you know with Lamar Jackson we and obviously within in case of Andy Reid we saw it with Patrick Mahomes like i i would have never thought that he was that guy. <laughs> 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 for it to, for me to have so much to talk about, like with my team, like yo, but just him adapting with him, like he's a gunslinger, like he 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 can. I, I don't know what he can't do. Like I'm I'm still trying to figure that out, like to this day. But he's literally able to do everything. So, yeah, to your point, man. Like you know, just being able to adapt and adjust to to the changes of you know, really just the changes to athletes. You know, and in football, that's that's something that Andy does very, very well. Um, so it's interesting. <laughs> the one thing on your guys' offense that I'm curious about, because 
Obviously, former first-round pick. He's coming out of that big-time LSU team. But he doesn't get like as much hype as a lot of these first-round running backs that have come out in years past. And I don't know if that's because he was like the last pick in the first round. You don't always necessarily... You're, you guys aren't a run-first team either. How do you feel about Clyde Edwards-Alaire so far into his young NFL career? I like him. I like him a lot. I think this year is like the rookie pains are catching up with him, you know, with the fumbles and things like that. And of course, like I'll see like stuff on like social media, but I'll tell you, some people just <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God, we got to get rid of him. We need a blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, this is year two. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is year two. Like, relax, like calm down. Like, and it, 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 it's just, I, I think he's great, man. He's very stocky. He's able to, you know, run in between tackles. Like if we, if we, if we had to base our running game, if we were a strict running team and we, you know, if there was a, if there was a balance in our running game with our passing game, I think we would be just as fine with, you know, Clyde running it. And he's, dude does everything right, man. And he, he's good on and off the field. So. I don't understand <laughs> all the, the, the I feel hate. like it's because most of the hate I think is because he's not putting up fantasy numbers. And people yeah. look at, at running backs from a fantasy football perspective rather than a football perspective first. Exactly, which is why I don't oh God, don't get me started on fantasy football. <laughs> but yes, you're absolutely right on that. I I I think that's definitely a big thing. And again, the the kid like he literally just got plugged right in. Like there was a reason he started. Obviously, mm -hmm. we got other. We got a whole bunch of other running backs, to, you know, choose from. But obviously, he brings the best, you know, quality to our team. Like to start, <laughs> like and and be there, you know, when he's you know needed upon. So and he had to me, he hasn't shown any reason why we don't need him. So I think he's a great kid, man. He's. He runs hard. <laughs> he catches the ball. Like, just, you know, chill on the fumbles. That's it. You know, just, you know a little less butterfingers. <laughs> but I'm not a shoulda, coulda, woulda guy. I hate moral victories. So I'm just like, hey, you know what? On to Philadelphia. On <laughs> 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 to Baltimore with the fumble. On to uh, <laughs> L.A. So the kid's good, man. He He's going to be good. Like How it. nice is it not having to hold your breath too about this offensive line like you guys did last year? I feel like it's much improved Man. from what you guys had in 2020. It is. And you know what's so cool about it? Like our our GM, he he's he, a wizard. He, he's solid. Like Brett's solid. So it was just like, you know, that's all you want for your general manager. See a problem, fix it. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you kind of, you know, shuffle your dollars and Front front office money, however you need to do it, just get it done. And we essentially, you know, got us ourselves a a a a, a, a stud in freaking Orlando Brown Jr. Like I feel like that was a heist. Like I was like, what? They gave us who? Who for what? So we essentially just you know had a first round draft pick just now in this year's draft. Like who already has experience? Oh, bet bring it so like I, I the line it, it definitely um it's very helpful 
you know, and, and to Pat's Pat's credit, he did say there were moments where he would hold the ball too long. So, you know, but that's in the past. This year, it's literally just you're more so holding your breath to see if they're gonna catch the ball. <laughs> and it was like, oh, <laughs> you're like, oh are we scoring? Are we scoring? Are we scoring? But now it's just like, uh, whoo! It's not the blinds fault. It's not this. Uh, and they're still getting better. I think that's the great thing too. Like we're three games in. Literally three games. It's two. What? It's seventeen games now. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, this line is it's 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 wonderful. I didn't realize how like brand new we were as far as like our starters. Like, it's pretty much everybody that he picked up off of free agency. Like, so even from um, what's the kid? Tony Tony. I think that's his name. Kid, uh, Joe Thune. Yes, Thune. Why did I say Thune? Yeah, from him. Of course, the Brown and. Yeah, we, we we got a nice a nice line. Like our, our linemen, they they definitely are uh, yeah, they just put a smile on my face. <laughs> At least I know. Like if, if Pat's running for his life, it's because he made that decision, not because of the lack of protection. So yes, the line is the O line is good. The O line is all good. The D-line, though, is a little banged up, and it was just announced before we hopped in here, Frank Clark will be out for this game. Uh, What is it about this defense that everything can be clicking for the Chiefs on offense, but then the defense, it seems like they're always towards the bottom in so many different categories, but still find ways to, you know, end up winning and and holding teams when it matters. And that's what's – that's the thing. I – um. I used to always, every year, with our defense, before we got Spags, we had Sutton, Bob Sutton. Like, that's when, like, Chris Jones and um, Justin Houston, they were, like, shining. I mean, like, just pounding, kicking butt, like, nonstop. And then, of course, Spags comes in, and his first year, his first year was hell. I don't care what anybody said. That's <laughs> when we were. When we had, uh, um, I think that's when we had Pat out and uh, with the knee, and like it was just hell. I was just like, Lord and mercy. We all know the traditional big four sports, and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me. Dom Ponteri and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. But my biggest thing was always, you know, bend but don't break. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, get a little couple there. It was always, it's always like a lot of soft coverage and stuff like that. So it was almost, I was like, okay, people, people were adjusting the coach bags. All right, cool. But then the next year, it was still kind of the same thing, a bend on break, but we were, we were breaking a little more than we were bending. So it was like, <laughs> yo, what's going on? And I think it all came to a head at the Super Bowl because, um, you know, with, with Spag's defense, you know, your, your corners are, they're, they're on an island for the most part. He he lets you play your man to man. You know we have a lot. Our 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 guys are young. Like 
I think Sneed, this is his second year. Um, you know, I, Thornhill, I don't know where he's at. Uh, you know, uh, you know, the honey badger, he's he's kind of you know making up for what we had in a lack of linebacker play. So he, you know, just being at safety, he's he's being free and strong, you know, along mm-hmm. with Dirty Dan. So it's like him and and, and, Dan, and Dirty Dan, like I'm not tripping on those guys, they're gonna do their job because they're more than like they're making up for something that our DBs uh on the corners aren't you know, able to get right, but not to say that our corners aren't good, but I I think a lot of it goes with, you know, them still not adapting with this man-to-man that they have to do, in addition that we're banged up on injuries. And you know what? (laughs) I'm not a money guy, but I know the, the money that we spent for Frank Clark that first year, it's almost like that's the sacrifice it takes to win a Super Bowl. Because there's so much, like, I, he hasn't really, like, produced, you know, like he did his first year with us. Like, last year, I don't even I, I don't even know if it was on one hand, the amount of sacks he got. So, we just have to get healthy on defense, um, especially at the line. The line is everything. Like, people are running on us left and right. Like, it's kind of ridiculous at this point. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. Can we just forget how to tackle? Like, is there, like, some slippery stuff on us? Like, what's going on? But really, like, I mean, just, just you know, all 11 guys, man, they just got to get healthy um, and, and just make stops when, when it's actually needed. Um, you know, everybody jokes with us. It could have been 0-3. Like I said, I'm not a really should have, could have, would have. Well, we could have been 3-0. Like, you know, we could have stopped some tackles here. You know, we could have, you know, made some plays that actually counted on defense, you know. <laughs> like, you know, that just really even the Chargers game, you know, there were passes where I was just like, what happened there? Like, what's going on? So some of it's mental. And then, you know, other of it is like, hey, let's get healthy. 17 games. Let's live and learn, but let's win in the process. So. Yeah, gosh, man, I, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> it just is wild because you never like you don't worry. I really don't worry about leads with our team, like you know. Sometimes, and there's very few teams that can say that. Yeah, it's like all right, we were down what fourteen to three last week, and it was just like like I told you, all right, I'm going to my son's flag football, game. <laughs> and then I see like bam. 14-10, then bam, 17-14. And, you know, defense is making those stops, but then it's like, oh, we have this lead. We have this lead, now take advantage of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, keep your head in the game. Like, right, keep that on. foot on the gas pedal. Like Exactly. So it's – and I, I, I think also, like, all X's and O's aside, I think they're just like, hey, man, wake us up when the playoffs get here. Like, this team is, like, still pissed. From a thirty-one to nine, you know, Super Bowl loss, like humiliating loss. Like it's like, all right, we've been here. Now let's get back. But you also have to do what got you there in the first mm-hmm. place. So, and and I think that's more so on the defensive end than it is the offensive side of the ball. But you know, everybody's gonna say it's a team game, so everybody should get it right. But yeah, so no, no, Frank Clark, no Chavarius Ward either in that secondary. I ask every guest we've had so far this year, because I think it is something that's so different for the Eagles this year. 
how concerned does the speed factor on the Eagles offense concern you with this with this Chiefs defense with guys like Devontae Smith, guys like Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, Miles Sanders, you know, and obviously Jalen Hurts who can roll out and run the ball himself. How much does that speed kind of play into your concern level with the defense and obviously those two big injuries with Ward and uh, Frank Clark? Highly concerned. And that's, I mean, the speed, you hit it on the head with the speed of the game. I'm not, it's, and for me, it's more of that running game. Because you know, you stop that running game, then everything's one dimensional. Then you know your your corners can kind of cook and, and do what they can do. But when you don't have one of your best, you know, rushers, um, you know, you're gonna probably get a good chunk of yards from Miles Sanders. You're probably gonna get a, a few play action runs and an occasional pass from like Jalen Hurts. That guy's strong. Like he's he's big, so um, I'm more concerned about the speed on the running game because we can't stop the run. It's it's going to be curtains, like it's it's, it's going to be back and forth, and I think that's what I'm more concerned about than than your receivers. Like you got like last year, you didn't really take advantage of the running game that you guys actually had <laughs> saying I mean year. we didn't do we didn't do that last week we ran the ball three times yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, so you know I'm sure if your coach is actually watching the film he's gonna say oh we got a nice little hole out yeah. here we'll you know? we'll end up running it like 54 times this week out of like 58 plays that we run <laughs> dude I'm telling you all right if y'all get that I'm more that running game is what I'm I'm nervous about Zeke. And that's what I'm worried about too, because after watching last week and how we couldn't stop Zeke and Tony Pollard, it just showed how much I'm sure your your guy too, Michigan man, Brandon Graham, actually matters <laughs> oh, to this him. Eagles defense. That's a lifer right there, man. That's- he he's one of my favorite Eagles of all time, but it also showed how critical he is in stopping the run compared to the guys that are behind him. Without him, Cowboys were able to run off five, six, seven, eight yards a clip, and you had nobody to stop that. And that's why I'm very concerned for our oh, our just guys out. up front. BG's out oh. for the season. Oh Lord, yeah. Towards Achilles. Oh yeah. Oh man. Just get ready for training camp. Great. Yeah. Like, dang. Wow. <laughs> They get the whole podcast hosted by Stephen McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Um, yeah, that, 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 that could be something. Definitely. <laughs> Which is why I think Clyde could be due for a big game. Man, whew, for my sake, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and shut our fans up. Like, the kid is good. He's right. Good. He's very good. But, yeah, yeah. I, so, so what it sounded like, like, both both sides of the ball on, on, on both of our teams, like, the, the running games seems to be the big thing that can – <laughs> but at day. least your offensive line is healthy. See, we're 
We're without Jordan Mailata once again. So Andre Dillard, who can't run block, is playing. Uh, we're going to have a new left guard in there because Isaac Sayamalu out for the season from that Cowboys game. And Landon Dickerson playing in his second career game at right guard when he's better at center because Brandon Brooks is out again. Oh, man. Well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> which is why once all of this occurred and I said, okay, all of these injuries for the Eagles kind of no identity on the offensive side of the ball or defensive side of the ball. And Andy Reid's coming into town with a chance to get his hundredth career win as Chiefs head coach in Philadelphia. Yeah. I was like, there, there ain't no way we're winning this game. There's yeah, no way. But, but then the Eagles were like, oh, we're we're gonna get everybody pumped up. We're we're gonna bring in an Eagles and Chiefs legend and retire him an Eagle in LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> Which is also why I think Miles Sanders and Clyde are going to try to show out in front of LaShawn McCoy while he get while he uh, enjoys getting retired in front of the Eagles faithful. Ah, gosh, he was a good. He was so good. That that Chip Kelly man, see, (laughs) I was I was upset at the time when we traded LaShawn, and then. When everything happened, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I'm like, we wouldn't have won the Super Bowl unless Chip Kelly traded LaShawn McCoy. Touche. Because you traded him for Kiko Alonso, who then the Eagles then traded to Miami to go get that number eight pick, which then they traded up with the Browns. Got that quarterback who can't stay healthy. Yeah. He had, a, he had an MVPS season, gets hurt. Nick Foles comes in, and we take down Big Bad Brady. <laughs> that is the most storyline way to like win a ring. I don't know what it is. It's like, insane. It's like that Thanos. Like, what are you sacrificing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what did it cost? Literally everything. everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so crazy, man. But yeah, it's wild. I, it's it, I, that's kind of actually smart on their part. Like, you know what? We're gonna. We're, this is a home game. Let's distract oh. everybody. Get it all out of, out there. Like, yo, we got we got Shady retiring. We got Andy Reid coming back. Hey, this is our house. And you know, blah blah blah. It's, it's homes don't care about that. <laughs> yeah, and then when we end, I see. I I can see it now. When we end up losing, you know, like forty two to sixteen or something. It's going to be on the big screen. Congrats, Coach Reed, on your 100th win as Chiefs head coach. See, I, I think it's going to be closer than that. I, I think we might pull away, but I, I think it's going to be closer. Just because, one, again, you're not fixing that defense overnight. <laughs> and two, just being that fan, like, somehow we always keep ourselves, like, playing to our competition every single time so the weirdest thing for me is my key to the game is the eagles can't commit stupid penalties they set a franchise record through three weeks for most penalties committed and are on pace to break an nfl record for most penalties in a season they need to and and it's not like it's it's young guys committing these it's like solidified veterans committing these penalties it's like we need to be disciplined like all these penalties we're committing are it's just continuing to shoot ourselves in the foot. And that's why we're losing time of possession. That's why we're only getting back-to-back weeks of 58 plays called across the entirety of the game. 
that's nowhere near enough time to like evaluate what you're able to do as a team. Yeah, can't that's... commit stupid penalties. <laughs> oh goodness, it's man. That, that and that also comes with coaching too. You know, new coach trying to get things going, making sure. Yeah, you know that whole phase now. Everybody's getting the young guy. Getting the mm-hmm. guy. he's young, right? He's, he's yeah. He might be my age. <laughs> he is. Let's. I I honestly don't know. All of his coaching staff looks like. Just like Loki variants of himself. Oh, uh, he's man. 40 years old. Oh, yeah, he's young. He's a young guy. Young little uh, Sean McVeigh-ish kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's what I said. NFL such a copycat league, man. Young guy gets a job. He's winning. Or we got to find that whiz. We got to find that young guy. You know, the Zach Taylor thing. And so far, so good now, you know, compared to the you know first two seasons. Yeah. Yeah, that's you got to find the young guy unless you're the Detroit Lions and you just want a guy that's going to bite kneecaps all day. Dude, what a weirdo! His what? quotes, Dan Campbell's quotes, have been. But you know what? He's probably great for you guys. Something to talk about. Oh every, yeah, every week something. <laughs> Sirianni, Sirianni's great. You know, I I like him. You know, I I I don't know if I fully agreed with ready to move on from Doug Peterson yet, but it felt like it was time to, you know, it felt like Doug kind of just lost the motivation he had when he initially got here. Sirianni's coming in. He went to Bryce Harper pandering school 101 to just pander to Philadelphia fans every single day. (laughs) Next day, Eagles graphic shirt with a player on it, former player. You know, he had the beat Dallas shirt that the Cowboys social media team job. Well done job. Well done. It's the best tweet they've ever had in their existence on Twitter. Um, but every day it's a new graphic tee. It's a new thing. And it's just like, all right, keep pandering to the city and people will love you, but you got to win too. That's the big thing. I, that's, that's just Philadelphia sports in general. That it's like an unwritten rule. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's almost written. Yeah. Like, dude, just, just get us wins. Yeah. Oh, goodness. My gosh. So I don't know if he's going to do it this Sunday. Tell you. Yeah, me either. I'm I'm kind of <laughs> leaning towards a loss. I think it's a, a bounce back game for the Chiefs. Uh, but it will be it will be entertaining. I know getting to kind of have that that quarter of the season litmus test and see where you're at. And I I kind of pegged this Eagles team at one and three after four games. So they end up losing. It'll be right for where I had them, par for the course. And I view this year as like a, a free kind of like free play year. You, you see yeah. what you have. You evaluate the guys on this team. Who's going to be here, you know, for the long-term future? Who who do you move out? Because as as much as we want to say this Eagles team is young, it's pretty old. I'm about to say I got some. <laughs> the the key uh, parts of this roster are pretty. Yeah, old. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they they they're kind of young, or not kind of young, kind of uh, long in the tooth. That's what my mom. Yeah, well, long in the tooth. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. hopefully Patrick Mahomes can, you know, whisper a little uh, words of encouragement to Jalen Hurts after the game and be like, hey, crazy let, let, yeah. let's do this. And I think people forget, too, like with Clyde, like he's two years into his career. Jalen Hurts, is this is going to be his eighth NFL start. Ever. He hasn't even played a full season. Ever. And people are just like straight ready, like, oh, he's not the guy. He's not the guy. Let the kid play a full season and see what you got first before you even think about uttering those words. Like, see the potential, see how he handles the adversity, see what if it's more so, you know, this player over here or that. Like, 
<sighs> if people did that with Peyton Manning, he wouldn't be playing. The man went yes. 13 and 3 his first season. Super duper interceptions to touchdowns. And now he's freaking all of them. Like, come on. <laughs> I'm not saying he's Peyton Manning, but the kid, he's good, man. Like, he's shown to me that what made me a fan of Jalen Hurts was his how he handled all his adversity in college. All of it. Like, you literally got benched in your in the national championship that you led your team to. Watch that guy win it. Then he took your job, and you were still a leader of your team. Was mm-hmm. still respected. Like, and then you go to high. another powerhouse school and win there. Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already know. You already know. I think that's how it always goes. like 45 minutes and we're at like Chelsea. (laughs) What are we doing? Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. on you in a conference championship game and you were in you you rose to the you know what i'm saying like that's to me that's stuff that that i look at if i'm a gm or you know somebody like okay like you can't teach that. that yeah you can't and then like you said goes to another power school and literally <laughs> elevates himself in the draft by going there like <laughs> so <sighs> give this kid a chance man he he didn't ask for this Nope. <laughs> he did not ask for this at all. So he's, well, yeah. Give, give him, give him a chance. Go to Delphi. Give this kid. Give exactly. He he showed he's got power moves within him because he changed his number from two to one going into this season. That's an ultimate quarterback power move. Like <laughs> that's a power move. He went from the number two quarterback on the on the depth chart to number one. That's a power move in my book. And never I complain asked, about yeah. the, um, being in the competition. It's like you have to earn everything. He embraces I feel like it. That's something y'all should like love about that. Like, oh, mm-hmm. He didn't just want it it's handed to him. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, living and learn. Exactly. I ask every guest we have, Trek, uh, a fun little spinoff question relating to you know themselves and uh, being that you are now T Pain's favorite artist. <laughs> you have you have an album out as well which i'll i'll let you plug once we wrap up here too because it's absolute oh, yeah. heat um if you could pick one chiefs player to feature on your next album 
who would it be and why? Whew, there's so many to choose from, man. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. I might be taking it. I, see, I, it's crazy. I have, like, three that I, Go for that, it. I, that I would really want. Like, obviously, the, the reason I'm even a Chiefs player or a fan, Derek Thomas, uh, fun fact, that's how I became a fan because he has my initials, my first and last name. I was like, or Devin Thomas. I was like, D. Thomas. I'm like a young kid watching him sack uh, whoever for the uh, Seattle Seahawks like six, seven times. I'm a Chiefs fan. With him, it's between him uh, I'm taking it back on this one. It's between him, um, Dante Hall. People don't remember who Dante Hall was. Oh, yes. You know, you got Devin Hester. You he was Devin Hester Devin. before Devin Hester. Yes, yes. So he paid. You know, he, he walked so Devin Hester could run to the end. Exactly. Between <laughs> <laughs> him, but if I had so like them, those two, and then if I'm looking at the now, probably you know because he's from the crib, man. Uh, he's from Ohio, uh, so I, probably, probably Kelsey, man. If I had to go like between those three. Probably Something Kelsey. tells me Kelsey's got some bars in All his right. back pocket. Yeah, you know he's real stylish with it, so I know I know he's got his ear to the to what's out, you know, and all that. So yeah, every of course most people go, oh, I'm not Mahomes. Like yeah, that's cool, but you no, know, Kelsey from the crib. You don't need a Kermit crib. the Frog feature on the on the <laughs> album. <laughs> right, right, right. We we about to talk catch up, my guy. Right. We 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 talking some style. We talking some Ohio stuff, man. You know, cause he he's from Cleveland, so yeah. he's about two hours away from me. Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would if I had to get somebody on the album, you know, between those three, it would definitely be him. So love it, love it, love it, love it. Uh, you're the absolute best for uh coming through with the bat signal launching yeah. up in the sky. Let yeah. everybody know where they can follow you on Twitter, where they can check out the album. And uh, plug any yes. other things you got coming up soon, man. Yeah, so um, I am all my socials are Trek Manifest, so Twitter, um, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, my album, I have quite a few projects out this year. Um, I'm actually working on an album that's done, it's called Everything's Personal. That'll be out February of 2022, but in the meantime, you can oh, so we got a Super Bowl drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little something, you know, little 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 something coming to coming at you. But uh yeah, um if you want to check out all my stuff, like I said, I'm on all the social uh media as Trek Manifest. Um and then if you want to purchase my music, you can also stream it on all streaming platforms. Um <clears throat> Trek Manifest, and then also um I'm on Bandcamp. So if you want to purchase it, um you can uh, do that at trekmanifest.bandcamp.com. Uh, you'll get my whole discography of what I have. So, Which I also got to ask you now, too, with the music. How do we feel about the halftime show announcement? Love it. Love it. They're two for two, man. They're two for two. They're two for two. Last year, I was like, oh, the weekend? Yes. And now you got, like, some of the, like, Greatest rappers and legends. 43 <laughs> Grammys, 19 Billboard number one albums between the five of them. 
And then it's just like a good like generational of it. Like <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm excited for it, you know. And it's it's on the West Coast. So why wouldn't yeah. you have you're in LA? You're literally in the middle of LA. Like, why not have Dre, Snoop, you know, Kendrick. <laughs> yeah, like obvious. So I'll be I'll be uh, interested to to see the the uh censoring from our wonderful parents out there once they see <laughs> what Eminem has in store. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like oh boy, what you gonna do now? <laughs> Can you imagine being one of the Super Bowl teams and you just hear Eminem when you're in the locker room just perform and lose yourself? How hyped you're going to get? Man, they might have to take my helmet from me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the sweaty. Oh, the sweaty. Like, yo. (laughs) You just run out of the locker room right there and then. I'm ready for war. Let's go. Oh, You're man. the absolute best, man. Uh, can't thank you enough for hopping on, and I'm sure we'll have some fun Twitter discourse uh, during the game as uh, our Chiefs and Eagles take on each other at 1 o'clock kickoff at the link. Ladies and gentlemen, Trek Manifest. Appreciate you. Thank you guys for listening and checking out Eagles Enemies. The support for this show is the reason it sticks around year after year. Make sure you guys are following us on social media at UndergroundPHI on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Make sure you check out our website, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast, be a friend, tell a friend. And subscribe, 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 and leave a five-star rating and review to let us know how you're feeling about each and every Eagles matchup throughout the season. We hope you guys enjoy Season 4 of Eagles Enemies, presented by Underground Sports Philadelphia, and we'll catch you on the gridiron next week. Go Birds!